Hello, and welcome to the Long Haul Trucking with George and Paul podcast. I'm George Aarons, Vice President of the ASE Education Foundation, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Paul Sagala. And I'm Paul Sagala, a Mobile Delvac CVL Application Engineer and a member of the Technology and Maintenance Council. This is George, and I want to give you a little overview of what we do at the ASE Education Foundation. We accredit automotive collision and medium heavy-duty truck programs at the high school and the college level, or as we call it, post-secondary. Every three years, we get a group of folks together, industry and education, to determine the skills that industry needs in an entry-level employee. We call that the task list. All of our accredited schools work within that task list with their local business and industry to ensure that what the student is learning is relevant and reflective to industry needs, but more important, that they have the resources they need to be successful. Some of the times we talk about education isn't teaching what industry needs, and I'm not necessarily blaming or anybody's blaming education. A lot of times we're blaming industry because if industry is not involved in the program and telling them what they need, then how does the educators know what to teach, especially in the area of medium heavy duty truck? A lot of schools want to teach engines. There's probably not a company listening to this podcast that would put a 19 year old on a $60,000 engine. They want them to be able to do a, a PM, electrical, after treatment, brake, suspension, those things. You have to be able to communicate that to your local schools. And part of what we're trying to do here in the podcast is to help you help your company engage in your local programs. And with that said, we want to jump into labor statistics. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS. Some of us just call it BS, but here's what it is. It really is that Every occupation in this country has a six-digit code. Your human resources person codes everybody when they're hired. And for diesel technicians, the code is 49-3031. And if you want to know about the true employment needs and opportunities, that's the code that you go by. And the last projections came out in 2019 before COVID, and basically said that we're going to need about 24,500 technicians a year over the next 10 years. And that's almost completely replacing the total number of technicians that we have right now, which is 281,300. Why? The aging workforce. That's what it is. And we need to understand that in order to secure this future workforce, we need to get involved in our local schools and grow that pipeline. Paul, I know that in your travels and working with fleets, you hear constantly about they need technicians, but some of them aren't doing anything different than they did 10 years ago to try to secure that, are they? No, I agree, George. I mean, it's it, it's really all about setting expectations of, you know, getting technicians in, they're going to be able to, to do the job um, and getting involved, like you say, with the schools to make sure that they're being properly trained for other things besides engines, understanding after treatment systems, understanding how to do a proper PM, uh, a DOT inspection. Those are key for a, a beginner or a starter technician uh, to kind of learn the ropes. Um, and then as well as setting them up with a mentor uh, to make them successful. 
Agreed. And a lot of people say this generation isn't working with their hands. Well, I have to disagree a little bit. Um, that's the easy way to, to say there's nobody interested and there's nobody there and there's no pipeline. Um, one of the partners at the foundation uh, did a survey of students that have taken their safety and environmental training, which is not every school in the country, but a fairly substantial. And in auto collision and truck during COVID, there were 159,749 students took their training sitting in automotive collision and medium heavy duty truck programs. Also enrollment in medium heavy duty truck programs jumped by 2.1% based on their information from the previous school year during COVID. We at the foundation are accredited schools. We impact over 120,000 students a year and about 33% of those complete and 28% of the, uh, and, and of the total, 28% go on into the workplace. So we do have a pipeline and Paul, you got to get involved, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, getting involved with, you know, organizations like ASE, NTMC, and SuperTech. This is where you can impact the technicians of the future. Um, and, and you have opportunities to, you know, work with their uh, schools, the technical schools, um, and kind of help them with their curriculum making sure that they have the right tools and are working on the right equipment to be able to hit the ground running when they uh, come into your shops. And get it by getting involved, even as something as a career fair. Now, if you're going to do a career fair, first of all, you need to make sure that the students in the program know who you are. How many times have you or others in your organization brought in a nice Drake to go over the table, brought in some trinkets, and kids just walk by your table. They don't know who you are. Don't show up to a career fair just to be at a career fair with other companies that the students don't know. If you go out into that program prior as a guest speaker or part of the advisory committee, those students and instructors learn your company and your brand. And when it comes time for the career fair, they're going to be standing in front of your table because they know who you are. Be a guest speaker. All through COVID, the advantage that many companies had is you could be a guest speaker and never leave your home or office. And a lot of that will still be available in the future, even as we go back to face-to-face -to -face, uh, education across the country. Guest speakers and webinars are the future. And this is a way for you to communicate and high-level people in your organization to communicate with students about the opportunities and benefits in your organization. Paul, agreed? Yeah, definitely agree. And, and even getting involved with career days in middle school and high schools as students are trying to decide uh, what opportunities or what career paths are out there for them that may be of interest. 
you know, it, it never hurts. Um, you know, I, I can tell you from my own personal experience, you know, I, I was always one to, you know, take things apart and put them back together and, and kind of under, try to understand the inner workings of things. And, and that started at a, at a very early age. And by the time I got to high school, I, you know, I knew that I wanted to be a diesel tech and, you know, I, I wanted to work in a, in a shop and, and, and that's where, you know, I kind of set my goals on that. You know, and you bring up a good point about the uh, uh, middle school. We need to engage these school these students earlier. Many of your children could be involved in any type of scouting or other events. And, you know, in the, what they call the Tigers, they do the go and sees. Why don't they come to your company? Why don't you have a field trip for um, some of the uh, middle school science or physics kids? There's all kinds of physics that goes on in your in your shops, but also the high school and the post-secondary. Invite them to your school or, or to your place of business. I'm sorry, because one, they're going to bring chaperones, which are parents, but they're also going to bring administrators. You want to take them out of their comfort zone and put them into your comfort zone and tour them of your facility, meet your people and see all the technology that's in your organization. And that helps grow that pipeline. Yeah, it can be very eye-opening uh, for uh, people that you know aren't don't understand what goes on day to day in a fleet and and in a shop and the inner workings. Yeah, and you know we have to we pick on counselors a lot, and we really shouldn't because a counselor may have gone to school to a certain level of education entered into education as an educator and then moved up into the council position. But that's all they know is the education system. They went from one side of the desk to the other. And if we don't do our job in educating educators or administrators or school board members on what it is our businesses do and need, and they just don't pay taxes to the school district, it's our own fault. And it goes back to simply getting involved. Uh, we have nearly 2,300 accredited programs across the country that uh, companies can draw from in their local community. Many of you probably drive by a school or your employees drive by a school every day and don't realize there's a program there and there is a pool of individuals that want to come to work for you. They just don't know who you are. Yep, not everybody's cut out for a four-year college degree. 